What's up, gang? It is Lieutenant Sal Blue, 28-year law enforcement veteran and the author of the Top 25 Mistakes in Route to the Good Life, second edition. That's right. Coming at you guys with episode number 48 in my daily podcast. And uh, we're rocking and rolling, man. We're rocking and rolling, and we're going to do something a little different today. A little different. Um, uh, What I'm doing today is uh, I just uh, launched my book last night, um, Top 25 Mistakes, the second edition. Second edition, guys. So it is not the first edition. Just launched the second edition, and it is now live on Amazon. You guys, I'll put the link in the description. Uh, top 25 mistakes and also guys also um, I dropped the price dramatically on the uh, Kindle I'm running a super super special this week free that's right that's right guys if you guys have Kindle you can grab my book top 25 mistakes for free five days I'm running that special for after that it's a it's a mere $8.99 nine, less than nine bucks uh, okay, less than the price of a cup of Starbucks coffee, grande, with all the extras in it. So uh, uh, you guys can enjoy that as well. So um, listen, today uh, in my podcast, what I want to talk to you about is is my mistakes, right? It's a po- it's the top twenty five mistakes podcast, and a lot of times I'm just you know shooting from the hip and letting you guys know how I feel and some of the things that I'm going through day in and day out. Um, but today, today, uh, I'm putting together a, a small little ebook. I'm going to probably be giving it away about some of the mentor questions, right? Some of the mentor questions that were asked to me by my mentor throughout my career and my life that helped to shape and mold me to the person that I am today, right? To uh, uh, an individual who is very happy on a regular basis. And so I was trying to figure out because I've came up with tons of different people and been around so many different people throughout my career and throughout my life. And there are not a lot of people who share the same enthusiasm and happiness that I do. So um, I'm trying to figure out just why, because it's, it's nothing that I feel like I've done personally that someone else couldn't have done, you know? So, uh, so when I say this, I, I am confused to some point of why other people don't wake up every single day full of happiness and full of gratitude. What has drawn them in? What has pulled them away from the side of happiness and drawn them closer to being unhappy, miserable, or going for little small things here or there, flash in the pan goals that don't satisfy them later on in life. I mean, what is it that they're going for? What has been pulling them in? And so I've been thinking about this long and hard, man. Long and hard, and it, it has been keeping me up at night, guys, to be honest. It's been keeping me up at night because I am, I want to be an instrument of change, right? I want to be a person who helps people to make changes in their life for the better. And I want to provide value for as many people as possible. I mean, it's the sole reason why I wrote my book, Top 25 Mistakes, right? I, I, didn't, I didn't become an author to become a millionaire. 
you know, that's not, that's not my path, right? Um, in my 50s, what I realized was that the most satisfying thing you can do is contribution, right? Who are you going to contribute to? Who are you going to give to? Whose life can you make better through, I don't know, transparency, through your mistakes, through things that you have learned in your life that you can share with other people and they can in turn have a better life because of you. You know, I'm not looking for any accolades when I do this. I just know that there's people out there who aren't doing well right now. You know, and, and after this pandemic swept through the world like a vicious plague, there are even more people, scores and scores of people from all walks of life who are not doing well because they did not have it, have it set up where they were being able to bounce back, right? They did not have a system in place where, where is no matter what happens in their life, they were going to be okay. So, um, as I, uh, went through this, I started pulling questions out of my, uh, book, top 25 mistakes. And, and some of the questions that I feel that moved me forward, not all of them, but some of the questions that moved me forward in my life and in my journey to give value to as many people as possible. So that is what this is all about. You know, that is what this podcast is about. That is what my YouTube channel is about. That is the post that I put on Facebook. I'm I'm just posting on Instagram, TikTok, every platform. I'm just trying to get people to move forward in life, right? Because it is the only thing that is keeping you from having the life that you want, right? And also, your eagerness to not move forward is the only thing that is causing you great pain. You see, see, momentum is momentum, guys. Momentum is going to move you forward no matter what, right? But when you begin to resist the momentum of the world, the world then inflicts upon you such great pain that you end up having a miserable life, a hard life. And I don't want that from you guys. You know, having a hard life, man, it's it's a rough way to go, guys. It is a rough way to go. So that is not what I want for you. Um, I want you to have an extraordinary life. And you can have an extraordinary life if you allow for yourself to get into the flow of the universe, period. And and I'm not saying this to be all mystical and everything else. I'm just saying this because the universe is going to move forward no matter what. Change is going to happen no matter what. The days and nights will come no matter what you do in your life, right? Uh, when you... Uh, when you step away from this earth and you move on to dust or spirit or whatever you believe in, this world is going to keep on moving. Keep on moving now as it has moved forward for millions and millions of years. So don't be so narcissistic to think that everything's going to stop when you're gone. When you're gone, this thing's going to keep on moving like a freight train. All right. So uh, one of the first questions... Uh, that I wrote down, and and I'm probably gonna, I'm gonna put together like a little PDF question answer book summary, something for you guys to uh to give away for free that you guys could check out. 
Um, and it's basically going to be something that you need to answer for yourself, right? Because that's what it's based upon. It's going to be based upon you answering these things for yourself because it's your life that we're trying to change, right? And then I'm going to give you my answers and you can see the direction that I'm going in. And maybe if the direction I'm going in is something that, that works for you, then you will begin to move in that direction so you can be happy each and every day, right? So one of the first questions that uh, my one of my mentors asked me you know, and, um, and many people ask me as I uh, write my books and I do my podcasts and Facebook lives and everything that I do is, um, you know, Lieutenant Blue, why do you do what you do, right? Why is it so important for you to give value to people? Why is it so important to you to get out here and teach? After 28 years, you should be laying back. You should be fishing, you know, chilling out, relaxing, enjoying your retirement, but why are you still in? You know, why are you still doing what you do? And and it comes from this, you know, many years ago and throughout my career, guys. And this is my answer to this question of why I do what I do. Um, it didn't hit me dramatically until a few years in my career, till I was teaching at the police academy. But it has happened to me previous times and, and realizing what impact it had on my life and how it moved me at such a dramatic level as I get older I realize that I'm the type of individual that cannot and will not leave people behind right that's my mother-in-law guys don't worry about that um, <laughs> I cannot and will not leave people behind so uh in saying that guys one of the things that impacted me was I was an instructor at the police academy and uh, and I was just an officer so I had to follow rules and regulations and laws but 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 the recruits at the academy began to connect with me right they began to connect with me because I didn't sugarcoat things I was just I was from Rawway and and I was just just rough and raw with my information that I gave them and they enjoyed the trueness of me you know I I was a college graduate but I still didn't feel that I was well educated so my communication to them was what they felt um, connected with them most about law enforcement so I would always talk with them and chat with them and give them real life scenarios of things that happened throughout my career you know, things that embarrassed me, things that made me feel bad, things that that almost ruined my career, things that they're going to have to overcome and they will only be able to overcome it with experience over time. So, you know, um, we began to connect. We began to connect on a really, really strong level, me and my recruits. And, you know, the academy is what, 20 weeks or something like that. Um, and so throughout the academy, you first hard on them and you try to whip them into shape and, and give them that shock and all. But then you begin to try to develop them. And because these are the same people that are going to be having your back later on in your career when you're out in the streets. So, um, so you try to develop them. And through developing them, I felt that transparency was the best. 
You know, a lot of people felt that being a poser was the best. I, I don't believe in posing. I believe in being yourself. And and if this is you, then show you so that later on in your career, you know, when you guys are working together out in the streets or in the prisons or wherever you're working at, you guys are working together and they see you, they realize that you're the same you that you were when you were teaching them at the academy. That is so important. That is so critical, guys. Um, I don't believe in posing, right? I don't believe in posing and showing you guys what I have. What I have is what I have, you know? And so what I have is not extraordinary, okay? But I do know that there are people out here in the world that don't have anything. So uh, me giving value and helping them to just come up from where they're at, maybe just at my level of where I'm at, it would allow them, right? It would allow them to at least see that there's a possibility to get where I am, you know, in their life, right? Because if I pose and I show this whole extravagant lifestyle, um, they, they may disconnect and, and I may lose them because when you're showing these extravagant lifestyles, some people's belief level is not there yet. So you can't be superposing and at the same time think that you're going to affect people in a positive way because a lot of people are not there yet, guys. So you can't be like that. You can't do that. That is not the way you affect people in a positive manner. You can't do it. You know, um, only thing you're only thing you're helping is your own ego. So so let ego die. Let it do what it do. Right? Your ego is just going to try to pump you up and tell you you're the greatest in the world. Right? 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 Rah, rah, rah for ego. Um, but um, once you shut that down and you begin to affect people in a positive manner, boy, oh boy, can you then invoke change in people's lives. Right? Because then people believe that, hey, this guy is no different than me. Right? He breathes and bleeds the way I do. And he has come from humble beginnings and I've come from humble beginnings so I can as well create the same life that he has created you know so and, and that is what it's all about guys that is what it's all about um, reaching people who have a limited belief system and helping them allow them to believe and lift them up so uh, like I said, one of the first questions that I talked about, guys, and this will be an ongoing series, obviously, because I have a lot of questions that um, were asked to me by my mentor throughout my career, and um, I'm just giving you uh, some of my top ones. And so uh, uh, one of the first things that my, I wasn't a lieutenant then when he asked me this, I was just an officer, but later on, people asked me as a lieutenant, and it was, Lieutenant Blue, why do you do what you do? So let's get back to that, guys. Let's get back to that. Um, as I said before, I was an instructor at the police academy and truly connected to all of my recruits. Every single cycle that I went through, I was connected to them at, at, at a, a mental and emotional level because I knew that I needed them to be the best that they could be later on in their career because later on in their career, I may need them to have my back in some form or fashion in, in some type of situation, you know? So, uh, so throughout that connection of my recruits as class went in and class went in over the years, 
Um, that is what I was known for. I was known for the guy that kept it as real as possible um, when it came to the job. That's just me. That's who I am. I'm no need to pose, right? And so uh, I had a sergeant that was working with me. Uh, no, not working with me. Let's correct that. I had a sergeant I was working for at the academy, so he was in charge of the class. And uh, so that sergeant, you know, he had an ego issue. Uh, he loved to announce the fact that he was the sergeant in charge, you know, that he was the boss of me and all the recruits and the class and so on and so forth, and everything went through him. I get it, man. Some people need to feel that way. It is their significance. It is what makes them feel important. And that's okay, right? That is their life, and I'm trying to get you to have a better life. So, anyway, in saying that, he told me that I was uh, too connected to the recruits, uh, all right? And he ch- here's the deal, right? When people say too connected to recruits, right, what they do is they lump them into a category. And, and I, I need you guys to understand this as I say this, right? Um, what this category is, is that it's the same category that people use, okay, to um, dehumanize everything else around them, right? Um, when they say whites, when they say blacks, when they say Spanish, uh, when they say uh, Republicans, when they say Democrats, people, these are dehumanizing words, And what people fail to realize is each individual is a person with multiple thoughts, different forms of their personalities, and so many different things that make up that one single individual. And it is the lazy man's mind that that forces them to try to take the easy route, path of least resistance, and... um and categorize people so they can group them quicker and move faster. That's it. That's it, like an assembly line. So when they say recruits, I never believe recruits. I believe each each individual was a recruit growing through the police academy who needed individual attention, but at the same time, I need to also take care of the entire group. And that was my philosophy. So for me, it was hard work every single cycle and it was emotionally draining. But some people disconnected and they threw people in in entire groups. So this sergeant, you know, told me that I was too connected to my recruits, too connected. And um, at the end of the day, that when my shift was done, I needed to leave and go home. Right. Because I was known for having uh, what I call fireside chats afterwards. You know, we would talk action plans and and how you're gonna handle this at the jail, or how you're gonna handle this if you get on this unit, or, or what type of specialized unit you're gonna go through, internal affairs, or, or take the sergeant's exam, or how fast you plan on moving throughout your career, and what do you plan on doing? What steps you're going to take? You know, I was giving them steps for the future, as well as their personal life. You know, how are you dealing with your relationships? How you deal with a marriage? with a wife that's not in law enforcement or a wife that is in law enforcement. How do you deal with that? How do you deal with children and responsibilities of mandatory and things like that? I would say all of those things and it would get them to thinking and get them to be totally and completely involved in what they need to be involved in to have a good career, right? 
and those were the things that I was grooming him to do. But the sergeant told me that I needed to disconnect. At the end of the day, I needed to go home in my shift and go away. Right? Okay, no after hours, no nothing. So, um, as you guys know, if any of you guys who are in law enforcement, you know that suggestions are orders, right? <laughs> so, um, as my wife says, it's if you don't, it's career suicide. So, um, and if you do, you know, emotionally, you got to eat that. So, um, I, uh, I ate it emotionally and, uh, I left at the end of my shift one in one of those days. And, uh, when I left at the end of my shift, I, uh, I'm, I'm an extra person. So I, I go all in, I, I turned my phone off, I turned my phone off because I knew that someone would call me or someone would need me. And, um, I would definitely have allowed them to reach out and talk to them and gave them whatever information they need and done whatever they needed to do in order to help them through whatever crisis they were dealing with. So, uh, so anyway, um, I turned my phone off, went home and got up the next day and turned my phone on and I turned my phone on and I had tons of missed calls and tons of messages and the uh, first call I got was from the state police. State police telling me that uh, that was the last phone call on one of my recruits who was allowed to go home on the weekend, one of my recruits' uh, cell phone. And he was uh, reaching out to me, you know, and, and it's sad, it's a sad story uh, that resulted in, and I'm not gonna get all into it into the podcast and everything, but. It resulted into a murder-suicide, basically. Uh, one of my recruits um, killed his girlfriend and then turned the gun and killed himself, right? And uh, and he had called me. He had called me and he reached out to me and he was in pain, he was hurting, and he was looking for guidance, he was looking for help. And I turned off my phone. I left a man behind. I was not there when someone truly, truly needed me. And now I can never, ever be there for him again. And, and I always say to myself, you know, maybe, um, I could have said the right things to him or maybe I couldn't, maybe he made up his mind, but I do know that he reached out to me. He reached out to me and I was not be able to be there to give him the options that he needed, okay, to make changes in his life at a moment of crisis. So from that moment on, from that moment on, you know, um, as a matter of fact, I was so upset during that moment, I almost left the police academy, but I knew that it was other people that I needed to affect and change and help. And I was a one defiant son of a gun, all right? I was one defiant son of a gun and angry every day um, because I refused to leave people behind. And uh, so I spent the rest of my career just like that, refusing to leave people behind and not allowing, okay, words of ignorance, okay, to affect me 
when it comes to making changes in people's life in a positive manner. So um, that is why I do what I do. That is why I write books. That is why I teach. That is why I mentor. That is why I do podcasts and Facebook lives and, and Instagram and TikTok and every post that I possibly can because I cannot have another situation where someone is reaching out to me and someone needs me and I am not there. I refuse to be there. So um, that is why I do what I do, guys. You know, so um, listen, we're about 25 minutes into this, uh, 20 minutes into this podcast or whatever. And I just wanted to let you guys know that that is why I do what I do. And and I'm going to be doing this uh, every single day. We're going to go through all of these questions in the podcast and and I'm not going to make them long. I'm going to make them small and digestible like my new book, Top 25 Mistakes and Route to the Good Life. And um, I just want you guys to realize that um, in order to change your life in any shape, form, or fashion, you are going to have to change. And if you're going to have to change, you got to have to do one or two things. And I want to say this before I go into change. Number one, you have to find somebody who is achieving the things that you want on the level that you want to achieve them. That's number one, right? Number two, right, you have to be very discriminatory toward the advice that you take in, right? Far too many of us take in way too much advice from way too many people. And you got to have one or two people who you get your advice from and you follow that advice to the letter, okay, so that you can go back to that person and say, hey, listen, I tried that. It didn't work. And they can adjust it as necessary, Okay, but if you have tons of advice, advice coming from all over the place, then guys, guess what? You are going to have information overload. Too much information leads to paralysis. And paralysis leads to you getting run over by a freight train because you're not moving, guys, because life is not going to stop moving. So listen, guys, check out my new book. I'm going to leave the description and the video and the podcast. Um, second edition, top 25 mistakes in route to the good life on Amazon, right? 1995. Yes, 1995. I went five cents less than my first one, right? And also, guys, uh, you guys can grab the audio book for the next five days. The next five days, you guys can grab the audio book for absolutely free with Kindle. So, uh, I mean, not the audio book, the uh, ebook on Kindle. So, uh, grab up the ebook on Kindle. Check that out, guys. And uh, also, hop on Facebook, um, Top 25 Mistakes uh, Facebook group, and follow that. Follow me on TikTok, Lieutenant Style Blue. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Lieutenant Style Blue. And follow me on whatever you want to follow me on, the YouTube channel as well. Uh, top 25 mistakes. So I will talk to you guys tomorrow. You guys have a great night and uh, enjoy the rest of your evening, man. Deuces.